Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Sound. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I believe I've got Dave Nichols on the line. Dave, are you there? I am there. Sorry about that. That's quite all right. Nats Nightly coming to you after the Nationals. Six, uh, six to one win over the St. Louis Cardinals. Sixteen and seven on the year after the win. Start with Joe Ross, Dave. Last start was April 20th in Miami. He left that outing with a blister slash callus on his right middle finger. Started the day 2-0 in three starts on the year. 0.54 ERA, 2.96 FIP. That might be a five. I can't read my own writing. Five walks, 10 Ks, 161, 242, 232 line against in 16 and two-thirds. 11 straight set down between a leadoff double in the first and a two-out double in the fourth today. Bases loaded, one out in the fifth. Uh, sack fly. Makes it 4-1 to one at that point, but he limits the damage to that one run. 93 pitches after six innings today. Really impressive start. The uh, Cards announcers, I was watching their feed for a change. They were really impressed with what they saw from him, especially his slider today. A few change-ups that he threw that were really nice, too. Ends up going six innings, six hits, one run, two walks, four Ks, 93 pitches in his return to the rotation. We had any concerns about him. He, uh, he pretty much got rid of those quickly and put together a nice outing here today. Yeah, he really did. You know, we talked last night about uh, what we were hoping to see out of him today, and what we saw was uh, what we've seen pretty much all along from Joe Ross. You know, we know he's got really good control on his fastball. We know that um, that at times his slider can be absolutely devastating. Um, what has been the work in progress is that third pitch, and today we saw glimpses of um, of a usable changeup, which I think could be the difference between Joe Ross being a – you know, consistent back-end starter and being a number two, number three type starter like like his brother has shown in San Diego, uh, you know, grant, granted with health. Uh, um, and, and this is all coming from a 23-year-old, a guy that uh, um, now has more major league innings pitched than, than triple-A innings pitched. So um, just a, a tremendous outing for him today. We saw it when you mentioned when he, when he allowed just the one run um, there on the sack fly that he has an idea about he wants, what he wants to do. He doesn't get ra- uh, um, razzled out there. He doesn't get distracted. Um, he's got a game plan about how he wants to attack pitchers, and he goes about it. And if the guy beats him, he moves on to the next guy, and he doesn't let that, um, he doesn't let that frustrate him. He's able to work out of the jam there, uh, limit the damage, and, um, and give this team a very strong outing um, and their second win in a row in, in, in hostile territory. Also helped him, I'm sure, that he had a 4 nothing lead by the time he took the mound for the first time. Jaime Garcia on the mound for the Cardinals. Nat started the game with a 264-340-507 line against left-handers on the year, good for ninth, 10th, and 4th across the line in the National League. Uh, Garcia had a 198 batting average against before today, a 3-1 and record, a 1.00 ERA in his last five starts in Bush Stadium, but he was down 4 nothing early. RBI single by Daniel Murphy, and then a three-run home run by Jason Worth, and really just jumping on the Cardinals early there. Definitely, I'm sure, helped Ross uh, calm any nerves coming back out to the mound for the first time in 10 days. But really nice offensive uh, explosion there by the Nats. Uh, would have liked to have seen them add to it a little bit, which they did eventually in the eighth inning. But got those four runs early and made a big difference today. Yeah, it did. And, and Garcia is a good pitcher. Um, with him, it's always been a question of health. Um, he's healthy to start the season here and, and, and gotten off to a decent start. But, uh, um, but, but you mentioned it, whatever he had in the bullpen, um, you know, it didn't bring it out with him to start the game today. Um, the, the, the at-bat by Worth was nice to see. 
um, you know, he, he went down and got a pitch. That's, I think, the first time that, um, you know, that he hasn't flat-out guessed fastball and got one to put a charge into it. And, um, you know, we, we've mentioned a couple times he's going to be – he's in the portion of his career now where he's guessing and, um, you know, he's still got enough strength to get one out. Um, and and we, we saw it again today. I think I think we're going to see this type of player from Jason Worth going forward where um, where he's going to – he'll hit you the occasional home run um, hopefully that, that he starts drawing a few more walks. He hasn't, uh, um, he's always been consistent that way, but we haven't really seen much of that this year, but, um, you know, the strikeouts have been way up, but, uh, um, don't want to knock the guy too much because he did have a good day today. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it's nice to see, uh, the Nats here, especially on the road, putting up runs early, uh, giving them some momentum to go into the game as opposed to having bad success early. Um, and then having that, you know, having that rollover as well. And, and we should mention two nights in a row they've done it without a whole lot of input from Bryce Harper. I was just about to mention that. Bryce Harper and Ryan Zimmerman hit list today. Of course, Daniel Murphy, another multi-hit game. I think that's 11 multi-hit games in his first 21 games with the Nationals, which is kind of nuts. Jason Worth, two for three, uh, four RBIs on the day. at that sack fly later in the game, too. But just really impressive uh, that home run, like you mentioned, the two-one changeup, the eighty-two mile an hour pitch that he just was awkward swing, but uh, you see what he could do when he does make contact, able to power that out. Worth goes two for three, Murphy two for four, uh, Anthony Rendon two for four. Nice to see him get a couple hits. He drew a walk in the game too, and Taylor zero for five with two Ks, Harper zero for zero for four with a run scored and a walk, Zimmerman zero for two with a walk. It's uh, just nice to see uh, mixing it up a little bit the second day in a row. Some of the uh, guys who haven't been hitting particularly well so far this year came up with the offense for the Nats. Right. Well, I really do think Murphy's going to hit like 385 or 390 this year, so I'm not too worried about him. Um, but uh, Rendon, uh, encouraging to see him get make some contact today, um, get a couple of base hits. Obviously, his extra base hits are, are way down. They're down mid 4.4%. Um, as of the column that I wrote the other day, um, you know, that, that's even lower, you know, lower than major league average. I mean, that's, that's talking like pitcher low. So it's good to see the contact come back. Hopefully that uh, he'll start driving, driving balls next. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman's the next one they need to get going. He's a guy that's, that's very important to this team, especially now that he's a full-time first baseman. But, you know, we'll take it in fits and starts now. Worth's making a little bit more contact. Um, you know, Espinosa hit a home run yesterday. We saw some contact from Anthony Rendon today. So, you know, and, and you know, hopefully they'll get they'll get Ben Revere back here in the next week to ten days. And um, you know, these are all positive signs. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, especially since they're doing it on the road right now in, in territory that's been absolutely brutal to them to be able to compete in. Something we haven't talked about a whole lot earlier this season, but I noted in the game notes before today's game. Uh, Defense was sloppy at times early last season. Uh, we should note that Ian Desmond's error totals really kind of blew up their total as a team. But so far this season before today, they had the lowest error total in the majors, just seven, uh, the highest fielding percentage, 992. Some of us are were concerned about adding Daniel Murphy's iron glove to the infield at second base. Uh, you don't have Ben Revere out there. Michael Taylor has always been a solid defender. He's helping out on the defensive end as well. Danny Espinosa at short and impressed with what he's done so far defensively. And what are your thoughts on Dusty Baker's uh, the defense they're playing for him early this season? Well, uh, Murphy's the one that surprised me the most. I mean, here's a guy that, uh, you know, whenever we watched him with the Mets, it, he, you know, you mentioned the iron glove. Um, I think he's been, I think he's been okay to defense. I, you know, he's, uh, 
um, definitely got a limited range there at second base that he has handled most of what's been hit at him, which um, really at that point in his career, that's all you can really ask for. Obviously, Espinosa is a huge upgrade defensively over Ian Desmond. Desmond um, has had all the physical tools to play spectacular shortstops and could make plays that I don't think anybody else in the game could, um, but also was prone to making the, the, the lazy error, the, the throws, the bobbles, and that type of thing. Espinosa has cut that way down. He's much steadier on a consistent uh, normal basis, maybe not, not as spectacular as Desmond could be, um, but much more steady. Um, Rendon is, is a rocket third. Um, you know, I just – the defense, the, the, the increase in defense between last year and this year uh, just is night and day, and hopefully um, hopefully when, when Revere gets back into center field, um, you know, Revere really physically is more suited for corner outfield. Um, and he plays the corners much better than he does center, but he's got the tools to be able to play center field. So hopefully um, we don't see a drop-off between him and, and Michael Taylor out there once he gets back to full-time status. I was a little surprised, as much as I like him, that uh, with the three-run lead in the seventh inning, they bring out Sammy Solis out of the bullpen. You know he's one of my personal favorites. I just love the big power, left-handed arm, big mid-90s fastball. Really put, put together a nice inning today. Once again, I noted that the uh, cards announcers were really impressed with what he did. Two Ks, 17-pitch frame. Of course, after we talk about the defense and after I noted that the Nationals did make an error in that inning, a tough one on Dan, uh, Anthony Rendon tried to backhand the ball, had it bounce off his wrist, take it up on the uh, – well, he picked it up, but caught it and juggled it a little bit and threw high to first for an E5 there. But the least with a really nice inning there and uh, – you surprised at all that they went to him in that situation with a three-run lead, and he's just called up the other day, but really came through for the Nationals with a nice outing. No, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised. You know, Dusty Baker all along wanted to have a third lefty. Um, obviously, you know, he wanted a lefty in that situation, and thought you know Solis was a, was the good matchup, uh, and I think he was right. You know, you mentioned the power arm. Uh, his fastball um, tends to get flat on occasion, but. Um, but it, but it's a big heavy fastball and um, and I think that that was probably a good situation for him. You know you don't what you don't want to do when you when you're calling a, a younger guy up is bring him into a one run game or bring him in with with runners on all over the place. I mean those are the, the places that, that you want to save your your quote unquote veteran experience for. So um, you know having a clean inning there with a three run lead, I think that's a perfectly acceptable place to bring a guy in and let him continue to build his confidence. Still a 4-1 lead uh, in the eighth inning, a walk, a hit-by-pitch, a single, and an error, and then a sack fly. The Nationals had two more runs there, 6-1 to at that point. Big inning more than anything else because it allowed Dusty Baker to arrest Jonathan Papelbon. They got a 5-1 lead at that point. Rarrow comes out for the eighth, a 14-pitch frame. Sean Kelly handles the ninth inning today because they didn't need a save situation. When you know when they're not even going with their A pen and they're still able to roll out arms like Solis, Rivero, and Sean Kelly, the strikeout possibilities, just power arms from the left and right side, just really impressive what we've seen from the bullpen so far this season. Yeah, well, we talked about night and day with the defense. With the uh, um, with the bullpen, it's like the difference between July and December. Uh, just you can't say enough about the job that they've done so far this year. Um, obviously, different personnel. Some of the same personnel are, are, are pitching better. Um, you, know, you have to certainly credit uh, uh, Rizzo for going out and, and, and picking up a couple of power arms. Um, you have to credit Mike Maddox for um, for straightening out the ones that, that were holdovers. So, um, just like you said, it, it, it's a luxury 
to be able to to mix and match um, with these guys. I mean, Sean Kelly, I think, is a guy that um, you know that they that they want to use as an eighth inning setup guy. Um, in addition to the, the job that he did today, so you know when you can mix and match your quote unquote A and B bullpens, um, I think that's pretty good. The other thing is that that, that not every manager. Uh, manages like Matt Williams where there is an A bullpen that pitches with a lead and a B bullpen that pitches with a deficit. And I think you're seeing Dusty uh, Baker mix and match that up so that every guy in there, um, you know, is pitching to a role or, or pitching to the situation as opposed to pitching to a hard role. Um, and I think that uh, adds to the competitiveness um, across the board in your bullpen so that every guy – is ready on any particular day. They don't. They don't see a four spot go up and say, "Oh, I'm not going to pitch today." They see a four spot go up and say, "Oh, I still might get called on to pitch to these two batters or whatever." I think that's probably um, a better situation as far as competitiveness in your bullpen. Yeah, Dusty Baker definitely talked about matching up more than anything else uh, earlier this season. I was very happy to hear that. So far, he has been doing it as well. I noted that. Uh, Jonathan Papelbon, talking to Dan Colco last week, mentioned that he he was really happy with the way Dusty Baker was handling things down there, too. It seems like everyone's a little more pleased with what they did. There were some complaints coming out of there, some anonymous and some very uh, very much out of the person's mouth, and they admitted it, that they were unhappy with the way they were used and getting up and not being used last year. And It's good to see that Dusty Baker has a handle on that, and him and Mike Maddox are really handling things well, and more importantly, well, the first series. Yeah, I was going to say. Ahead. I think I was going to say. I think a lot of that might have to do with the way that Maddox has a game plan for everything. You know, and, and this is not to denigrate Steve McCaddy. He had his strengths as a pitching coach too, um, but I think his was more along the lines of, you know, let's let's develop roles for these guys, and and and, and I think that's probably why you saw that. Um, you know, the guys would get up and, and warm up and then not be used because the situations would change. Um, I think I think Mike Maddox has a better idea that, that, okay, on this particular day, you know, this pitcher or this pitcher is going to face these guys, these hitters in this situation type of thing as opposed to, you know, uh, you know uh, this guy's going to pitch the sixth inning, this guy's going to pitch the seventh inning, this guy's going to pitch the eighth inning if we're winning or losing. The first series win in St. Louis since 2007, which is – Fairly hard to believe. Nine years between series wins in Bush Stadium, uh, just kind of tough to believe. Just impressive that the Nationals are starting this road trip. You know, you got eight more games left on it, but getting out to a two nothing uh, lead after dropping three straight to the Phillies is a nice turnaround for the Nationals. They have a chance to sweep tomorrow, but they already won the series, which is the important thing. Uh, Dusty Baker talked a little bit earlier this week about the importance of winning getaway days, regardless of what you've done on the previous. Uh, couple games in the series just to get off on a good note when you're heading to a new city and impressive start to the road trip for the Nationals they knew this was going to be a tough one Cardinals probably aren't the toughest of the three teams they're going to face though but they've kind of exercised some demons that they've had in the last couple years against St. Louis oh yeah it's huge I mean um, you know this is a very daunting 10 game road trip and if they'd come in and lost the the first two games here in Bush Stadium perpetuating the we can't win in St. Louis theme that would have been a real tough way to get this road road trip started um, you know, you hate to say the games in April are are big games, but every game's a big game, and 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 this can only help, um, you know, can only help with the confidence that, that this team is going to be going through. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman said a couple of years ago that he likes having these um, extended road trips early in the season. You get on the road, you're able to, you know, build camaraderie with your teammates and and, and that type of thing. Um, 
at having lost three straight to the Phillies there at home before starting it. Not the way you want to go about going out on a 10-game road trip, but they have put that behind them. They've won the first two games in St. Louis, a chance to sweep tomorrow. Um, you know, you, you couldn't have asked for a better start to this long road trip. 2.15 again tomorrow in Bush Stadium. That's over the sweep. Max Scherzer on the mound looking to turn things around after some up-and-down work the last two starts. Carlos Martinez, 4-0, ERA on the mound so far this year. Uh, Going to be a tough challenge for the Nationals. Hopefully Scherzer steps up to that 2-1, 4-3-5 ERA so far in the year. They'll wrap up that series and head over to Kansas City for what should be a fun series with the defending champions. That's nightly, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and uh, man, no comment on the rest of what's going to go on through the night. Talk to you tomorrow, Dave. <laughs> Doghouse says go Nats. <laughs> he stole my line. Free Trey Turner, how's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>